We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What is up, soccer fans? Welcome to this week's edition of the Soccer Talks show here on KC Sports Network. I am your host. Allie Trost Martin, and it has been a wild stretch through the month of May. Um, if you're a KC soccer fan, you've got the U.S. Open Cup games that were happening, the regular season games for Sporting Kansas City, the Challenge Cup, and regular season for the Kansas City Current. So a lot going on. Also, some World Cup news happening. So to talk about all of it going on right now, we have my good friend Daniel Sperry of the Kansas City Star joining us to talk about Sporting Kansas City's recent form. The KC Current looking to turn things back around after they had a good stretch of games there a few weeks ago. And then to talk about the new branding that was unveiled for the 2026 World Cup. So that is all coming your way here next. But first, a special shout out to our sponsor, Emprise Bank. You can open an account with Emprise Bank in less than just five minutes. But the savings just start there. Emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve all of your financial goals. So do not be tethered to a brick building start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind. And with that, please help me in welcoming Daniel Sperry to the Soccer Talks podcast. So it has been a, a wild month, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, we've got a long, a long more couple of weeks here to go, um, but uh, it's full of soccer and it's been slightly more enjoyable now than it was at the start of the year for sure. You are correct about that. And <laughs> if you uh, are have been living under a rock he's referencing the turnaround for sporting kansas city but it feels like whenever sporting kansas city are struggling the current uh are finding their form at least this season and then vice versa the current now kind of dropping off these last few games but on the other side of that sporting kansas city have come to life after what was a very very difficult stretch at the beginning of the season winless in 10 games captain johnny russell didn't even know what was going on he couldn't yeah. pinpoint what the problems were um, you get some players back, Alan Polito, Gotti Kinda, but how have they really turned this around? Because just bringing those two players in, and it's only been a couple of games, it looks like a completely different team. Is that it? 
Yeah, I mean, some of it is. I, I also think there's a significantly renewed mentality, too. Um, this is something that both uh, Peter hinted at uh, and uh, Johnny um, last night after the after the draw against LAFC. Um, I I think there's just a commit. It seems like they, they were kind of down in, their, in the dumps, right? Like things weren't going well. They had done a lot of good things without any of those players earlier on in the season. Um, but didn't get the ball across the line, and they when they did, they you know had some bad mental mental results, mental mishaps, I guess if you could say the end of the Dallas game, and then the whole almost the entirety of the Seattle game um, after they were up, and so I think at some point that kind of puts you back into a hole, and when you get into that mental hole, it's really hard to get out of sometimes, especially if just things aren't going your way. Uh, doesn't no matter what you feel like you're doing right, just doesn't go your way. Um, I think they've kind of gotten back to uh, who we've thought that they were going to be, right? Like, they, we figured this would be a team that had a lot of attacking firepower. I mean, we've seen Johnny Russell score goals in bunches. Daniel score goals in bunches. Alan Polito has, like, 20-something goal contributions and 35 games that he's played for the club in all con- all, contrib- all competitions. Um, Eric Tommy looked good last year, too. Gotti Kinda's been great. So, like, why is this not working yet? And I think um, we saw glimpses of it against Tulsa, but it wasn't as convincing. You have the Montreal game, and I think at some point you have to hit rock bottom when you're in that spiral. Um, and, you know, I give credit where credit's due. I mean, there was a lot of pressure on not just players, but coaches as well. Um, you know, we heard the chance uh, from the cauldron and stuff during the game, and those are very uh, jarring moments for a club that's never gone through that. Um, and so to to come out of that, um, in the fashion that they did, um, the win at Seattle moments were good, but by and large, you, they, you know, they got through it, they scored their chances and that was good. Um, it wasn't the perfect result. It wasn't the prettiest, but they got the job done. Goals were pretty Minnesota. Now things a little bit different. You go, you throttle a team like that at home. And now all of a sudden confidence is flying and for them to respond in the way that they did. Um, down a goal in LA was just uh, a sign of a major mental turnaround, I think, for them. Um, because the, obviously, I think we all have agreed that the talent is there. It's just a matter of whether or not it was going to start coming through. And it finally is. Uh, and, you know, I think this is closer to the team that people thought they would be because they stood in toe to toe with the MLS defending champs last night for uh, 90 minutes there. Yeah, a 1-1 draw midweek on the road in a really difficult place to play. Denny Bawanga, the MLS Golden Boot leader right now, but SKC, the best team that he's played. Like, okay, maybe like that's getting ahead of ourselves here. I don't know if we want to go down that road, but when you, like that game too, like that was very end-to-end. LAFC came out, they were pressing high energy. I mean, it was like... If you weren't ready and confident in that game, yeah. they were going to, and they were a little bit off on some of their finishing, but yeah, was that game, do you think that this SKC team is like officially back after seeing that? Like, is this going, like, will they fall into what they were at the beginning of the season at any other point this year, in your opinion? I, I don't know that they, I you know, I think obviously you teams can have downturns and have struggles to form. It happens, right? You or even it's standalone bad games. We were going to see the run of, you know, really miserable play and miserable uh, mental, uh, you know, 
fortitude too at times um, that we saw at the at the beginning of the season. I don't know that we'll see it that that type of extended. And I, are they back back? Maybe it's getting close. I'm much more convinced of it now than I was before. And I don't know that whatever results going to happen over the weekend is really going to change that feeling. This is a team that, considering where they were at, like if you told me that this sporting team went and got a win in Seattle when they were at the top of the table and, uh, you know, went and got a draw on the road for a midweek match against LAFC for what is now their, like, I think it's like their fourth game in like 10 days or something like that or 12 yeah. days. I mean, it's a ridiculous stretch that they've been on um, since that Seattle game of uh, of match repetition. So, I, I, you know, that that's impressive. There's one loss there in the Open Cup. Um, and, and with a completely rotated team. And I think that to me shows the sign of, all right, this team actually really does believe in themselves and they're actually putting it into action because everybody's team should start to pick up their, their form. Uh, Daniel, we've seen it. Johnny now last night was the best Johnny's look all season, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. um, most explosive quickest. And I think we're starting to get that with a lot of the other players and it's leading to, you know, this turnaround and, uh, really helping, you know, the mentality too, when you're playing well, it's going to help you feel better about yourself and it's going to help you enjoy things and keep that mentality strong as you go in through these really tough stretches of matches that they've been going through. Well, it certainly makes this first ever rivalry match at St. Louis a lot more exciting mm-hmm. knowing that SKC are seemingly rounding the corner. They're in the form that they're in. It was going to be one of those games that I think was going to be filled with a lot more dread had they continued that poor stretch and mm-hmm. who knows what else would have happened. Um, what do you think is going to happen in this game against St. Louis? It looks like they might have Klaus back, who of course is their um very talented, albeit very lucky, uh designated VP yes. striker um out of Brazil. And then of course Roman Berkey and Nett, their other designated player who's been an excellent shot stopper, has has certainly kept St. Louis in a lot of games this year. What are you expecting in that environment? Keys to the game, just like your sense right now. I am going to expect a lot of intensity. Um, I, I think St. Louis already, we know they like to play really fast. They like to be all over you at times. And, you know, they're they're a little bit fresher, right? They didn't have to play midweek. Uh, they get a very nice scheduling bonus. Whatever whatever extra they got to send to the schedule makers for that one, um, That that's, that's quite nice to have your very first rivalry match be you're the one team that got to sit at home for the weekend and didn't have to travel. And I, I think it'll be it'll be about sporting kind of managing that intensity and being able to, even on some tired legs, um, managing uh, the the pace at which that game will go. A lot of times, I mean, we see it in rivalries and derbies all around the world, right? Those, those matches are sometimes incredibly cagey, but really high intensity. And there's a whole lot of work done without something actually getting done with the ball. Um, yeah. It happens all the time in, in these types of matches. So, um, it'll be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of players uh, on sporting who have been in derby matches before overseas. Um, a lot of players in sporting that have, uh, you know, been in derby matches here in MLS that have gone through some of those, um, old school battles with Houston and Chicago and Real Salt Lake and some of sporting's older rivals and, um, kind of, you know, pre MLS cup years too. So I, I, It'll be interesting to see how they manage it because that that's I think that that game is going to be such high intensity. St. Louis is going to be at home in front of a 
very raucous, angsty crowd. And, you know, I think St. Louis wants to put one over on Kansas City. I, I wouldn't, that's the vibe that you get, right? Um, online. Yeah. So I, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, sporting is going to have to be really aware of how to manage themselves within that high intensity and that frenetic pace that the game will take on, especially within like first 10, 15 minutes or so. Okay. So what may this rivalry? Because we've seen Heartland Derby, we've seen, um, some other names thrown out there. I was talking with Sam Cousin a few games ago at Children's Mercy Park. Mm-hmm. And of course, the soccer capital of America, feud has really kind of dominated That's the headlines of right. this of this rivalry that hasn't even played out on the field yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he mentioned it kind of is like slightly clunky, but I think it works like battle for the capital. That's like not doesn't exactly work. Okay. But like if you had to give it a name, um, we saw we saw in the MLS season pass like they had border war on one of their slates, which doesn't totally make sense because right like Kansas City is also Missouri and there are Missouri fans of SKC, so it's like that close, but no. Yeah. So what like if you had to tie it up in a nice little bow and give it a name, what would, which one stands out to you? I actually don't hate the border war just for the sake of like sporting. I know sporting's offices are in the Missouri side, but. And, you know, the city is, uh, there's a significant amount of Missouri fans, but I, I think, um, it'll be interesting when, uh, when we maybe finally settle on this. Cause I, I, I don't know. I, that's the, that's where I'm at is like, I, for me, I grew up in Bay area. So the California Classico was always what yeah. it's been, uh, San Jose earthquakes, the Bay versus LA. That's always what it's been. And, uh, I, it's hard to, um, you know, I-70 series, okay, you know, that happened once in the World Series in 85. Um, yeah. The Governor's Cup was an interesting one because the Chiefs and the Rams shared the state. Uh, and so, or, and Chiefs and Cardinals too, back into the 60s. So, you know, that that that's one that's kind of difficult to like figure out. There's not a great existing name for it. And everything else, like you said, either it feels clunky or it feels like very one-sided because I, I don't know how much, KC fans are really behind like the idea of, well, we got to talk about the El Trafico or we like El yeah. Trafico came from the fans, right? Like that was, yeah. That, and like the fan, the, the, the fan push for names when it, in regards to the capital thing has been really heavily St. Louis. So I, it, I, I hate to not answer the question, but I, no. I feel like I, I'm at a point where I don't, I, I don't know what to call it yet. And I'm curious to see, cause I don't like really like the Heartland Derby e- either. Um, because I, I don't too nice for like how I think like, right. Well, that, and arguably, I mean, by the time we get to St. Louis, I don't know if that's considered the heartland either. And so uh, that, yeah. that's, you know, the heartland really has to be growing right. up in St. Louis. I never heard like the, the phrase heartland, something that just came to mind though, something mm-hmm. that has to do with like maybe like flyover states because flyover country does kind of consider right. both Missouri and Kansas. And then you have like the spirit of St. Louis connection fly. Like, I don't know, maybe there's, there, there could be something there. I also yeah. chuckled at somebody who said like L Amtrak eco because of Amtrak. <laughs> Go the river runner. <laughs> so, yeah. The... River runner rivalry. Oh, great. Amtrak will have a field day with that. Ooh, we love mm. a good alliteration. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some Kansas City current and all the news surrounding the World Cup in 2026 coming here to Kansas City very soon. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, and we are back. Daniel Sperry. Let's talk some KC Current. What is going on? They had this stretch of three straight wins, all by a 2-0 scoreline. They were scoring multiple goals in games. They weren't conceding anything. And then all of a sudden, back-to-back game. Well, not back-to-back three goals given up, but you give right. up three in a- at Angel City. You give up two at home to San Diego. And then you give up three on the road to Racing Louisville in the Challenge Cup. What has changed? Like two different three-game sample sizes right now for the current. Yeah, and I also think, I mean, even go three games before to right. the Houston game, right? Uh, there were moments, uh, especially in Chicago. I was in there for the Chicago defeat, um, you know, Matt Potter's last game in charge. And there, it really was like a 15-minute stretch of the, of the second half that the current came out flat-footed. They got throttled for three goals, and that was it. And I, I don't. Caroline put it really interestingly in the press conference, Coach Caroline Herblum, uh, yesterday that this team, for some reason, when they give up goals, they give them up, uh, they give one up repetitively, like it's one after another. And you know, and obviously we've been around soccer forever, right? The old adage is, you know, you're most vulnerable after you score. Um, yeah. And so to to be in a mode where you're giving up goals re- in repeated manner after the first concession of, of a game, especially when you've been playing well, um, 
it's a trend and it's a worrying trend. And it was a trend that even her bloom pointed out that she's noticed in games last year, um, where things would get out of hand in a simple 15 minute stretch and it would kind of derail what they were at. And so at this point to me, it's obvious, obviously there's something mentally, um, that, that is a block there or, or something that they're trying to work, that they're going to have to work through, um, because they do a lot of really good work. That Chicago match, they were the better team by a mile. Yeah. Um, the, even the San Diego match over the weekend, they were the better team, uh, by a long shot and goals have been coming in on some mistakes. Obviously you have, um, you know, CC Kaiser with the, the, he loses the ball inside the box in that spot. Can't do that. Um, against San Diego last night, you have 80 French giving the ball away on the, on the restart. And those are mistakes from players you don't expect to make mistakes and those are mistakes that can't happen in the place that they happen and i think that's that's something that uh is uh you know you eliminate the mistakes then maybe you obviously you eliminate some of those issues and that opportunity for things to spiral um but i there to me there's there's obviously something mentally in there that's leading to these moments and these stretches that they go through because um they look so good for so such large stretches of a game but um, and last night they even, you know, I think Caroline said it a little bit too, that they had in the game against San Diego and Angel City, they had chances that they didn't put away before they got conceded on and then they dropped their heads because they get conceded on after they missed these chances. But they, uh, you know, last night they did score the first goal. They were, they, they yeah. didn't, they were working their game plan to perfection to get out on the counter with these young players that can just run. So I, it, it was, it, it was interesting to see it happen in the manner that it did last night. And it'll be interesting to see how they try and fix this going forward, because I, I don't know how much of it is a tactical switch. And, you know, maybe some of these yeah. things defensively get worked out when Elizabeth ball gets back on the back line, obviously Corey Soto and Gabrielle Robinson have been really, really good. Even Addison Merrick times too, but there's something to be said about the experience that Elizabeth ball has. There's a reason why when she was healthy in the back line last year, they were really, really good defensive team. So I am curious to see what happens when she gets back into the fold. She was listed as questionable, made the trip, was on the bench against Louisville, didn't play. Um, but her return, and I think even maybe Alex Loera's, uh return, uh, can't come soon enough for the current, just for the sake of having some experience in those moments um, and the quality and, the, and the, the kind of the mental wherewithal to get through them. Because right now it's young players making mistakes as well. And those are some things that you're going to have to live with. Yeah, and having another leader's voice on the pitch, you know, at every line, having somebody who can kind of help in those moments. But you're you're right. It you watch them when they are executing their game plan, playing how they want to play tactically. They look really good in those moments, but it's really just like these consecutive little lapses, and they are these small stretches within the game, but end up being the story of the game because it's you know in the last three games hurt them uh, pretty significantly. So. Yeah, interested to see if they're able to turn things around. They have Racing Louisville now coming to town, very almost like St. Louis City, Chicago Fire esque. Yeah. Um, same team in just a, a manner of a few days. Do you think that Kansas City can get the better of, of Racing Louisville this time around? Yeah, I think one thing Caroline had said before the the match on Wednesday was that they weren't going to one. They didn't want to show Louisville anything for what that they were going to try and do on Saturday, which was interesting. Um, they did eventually bring on some of their star players. Um, Lowe, uh, Dabinia, CC, uh, Haley Mace so all get into the match at some point there um, and start kind of driving the game back at uh, Louisville. And, you know, I think they probably could have gotten a tie out of it too, really. 
Um, if the you know hadn't had so many numbers thrown forward on the corner, I think that Louisville's third goal was like a five on two or something like that. Yeah. Um, I it was uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they approach it, how they do things differently. Do they do? You know, they came out with the back four against San Diego, um, and it was all right. It didn't look as good as it did when they were in Angel City. Do they try that again? Do they go to a back three. Do they get Elizabeth Ball in there? Does Kristen Hamilton start getting her minutes as well? Those are questions that I think are part of everything that's going to happen on Saturday. So I, um, you know, how do they go about it? I think it's going to look like a little bit of a different current, obviously. Um, there's going to be some people who did play in that game that are going to have to get some more rest. Um, but I ultimately, I think the current on paper are a better team and like at their best, I think we've seen they're a better team. And Louisville didn't really change much out of their top squad there right mm -hmm. so we got a good picture of who they were so they either have to rotate or you're going to see the same thing out there and the current have you know live uh, experience in film against that against their current team that they can kind of tinker with so i'd be shocked if they don't get the result and the bounce back at home um uh, on saturday because i think at some point you know you have enough world-class players that are pissed off things kind of turn around eventually yeah, still is amazing that they don't have a draw yet this season. Yes. Uh, but another positive, Michelle Cooper uh, getting her first goal. But, Daniel, my last question for you. We saw the unveiling of the 2026 FIFA World Cup branding for the United States and for the different host cities. Uh, we are 26. That's, I think, what I will be saying to my girlfriends as we keep getting older when we're going out and, you know, trying to like... <laughs> get ourselves jived up like bachelorette trip like we are 26 we can do this um i don't know i like as a you know former tagline writer myself in my past life as a copywriter i was like all right i get it i see it i see the vision what did you think about the uh the creative <laughs> <laughs> um i think it's kind of underwhelming to be honest and like uh, yeah. i the the logo to me was underwhelming um i i understand i kind of like like I think Kansas City actually did a really good job of making their city branding pretty like particular to them, and um, I think uh, I, I I like to see that. But I, I've tried to go back and look at a bunch of the other cities, and I haven't seen that as much. And I think that I think it's a missed opportunity for some cities to do. You know, the obviously the Kansas City logo looks very Kansas City, City of Fountains, right? Um, they really tapped into that and all of the other logos for some of the cities are in odd colors they are in other stuff so i i, I think it's kind of hit or miss um i'm just a little bit underwhelmed in general like i look back at like the the qatar uh russia uh with the brazil world cup logos i mean it you look yeah. at that and it identifies that it's brazil and i know that there's three different countries here that you're trying to do but i think there's a way that you could have really wrapped in um, a, a more true North American like logo to kind of go with that other than like this kind of Super Bowl knockoff looking thing that they did with the two and the six uh, with the trophy in the middle. So a um, little underwhelmed uh, at the general branding for it, um, but I do appreciate that it is outside. Uh, when I first saw that last night, I was like, okay, this is really boring. But seeing a lot of, at least a significant amount of co color that all the cities have, into it i'm like okay there's there's some life here uh to this and i think eventually it'll um as time goes on people will probably make some tweaks to it and it'll come out a little bit better and as we get closer and closer we'll see some more individual city branding but uh, just first thoughts was a little underwhelmed but i'm i'm i think the kansas city 
um, team did a good job of really localizing and tapping into um, local identification and the the, the the city branding that has come with it. Yeah, and they've always done such a good job. I mean, just with mm-hmm. different, uh, like when they welcomed um, like the whole FIFA council here before the decision was made and all the yeah. banners of like, you know, we want the cup and, you know, like all that stuff. So yeah. the way it'll be integrated throughout the city here, we know will be really strong and Kansas City mm-hmm. always does a good job with that. So really looking forward to it. Uh, 2026 will be here before we know it. And the city will start to uh, have some changes happening over time in order to prepare for all of the fans that will be coming mm-hmm. to Kansas City and the U.S. and North America for the 2026 World Cup. But Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's been a crazy stretch. It's been wild. The game, but <laughs> you're doing a great job. And uh, I'll see you this weekend in St. Louis. Yes. I will be on site. Saturday night with Jacob Peterson on the call at 8.30 p.m. You can catch that game on MLS Season Pass. I believe it's also on Fox. Uh, going to be an incredible one, whether you're there or watching. Uh, I cannot wait. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, thanks to all of you. Thanks to our producer, Jordan, Daniel. I'm Allie Trost-Martin. We will see you here next time on the Soccer Talks podcast next week. And be sure to subscribe at KCSN Soccer on YouTube. Like, follow, leave a comment, review, wherever you get your podcast. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.